It's time now for Spears on Sports with John Spears, presented by M&M Carnage. And now, here's Johnny. Uh, it's good to be back. Welcome in Spears on Sports, presented by M&M Carnage. John Spears in studio. It is Monday, July 11th. Feels like I've been gone forever. Feels like I was just here yesterday. I am sore, beat up, hungover. Um, I'm a lot of things today. Had a golf weekend in Lebanon, Kentucky at Rosewood Golf Club. Ryder Cup format, my team against Team Slugger from Audubon Park. And I come home with the trophy. We were popping the champagne, spraying it around off the deck of the club. It was just like the real Ryder Cup. Won a little cash there. 11 to 9 was the final score. I want to brag a little bit, but I was 0-3, so I didn't help out. I was 0-3. Rilo, he was uh, 3-0 MVP. Victory Parade tomorrow. I think I'll have a show, but I got to get to the Victory Parade uh, out in out on Shelbyville Road. So, Ryder Cup, Rosewood, Victory Parade tomorrow. A lot of fun with uh, 19 of my closest friends. Had a great weekend, and uh, but it's good to be back. Good to be back. Full week of shows this week in the what I like to call the dead period of sports. We got baseball. Uh, we don't have any hoops. We don't have any football. Had a little Wimbledon over the weekend. But uh, surprisingly, a lot to get to today. Eminem Cartage Hotline is open if you'd like to join in on the conversation. 502-384-1450 is the phone number. Use your rotary home phone if you still have one. Dial us up. Kids don't know what that means anymore. Dial us up, 502-384-1450. Thorne's text line open as always, 502-414-1450. Get your text into the show. Sponsored by Thorne's. It's the summer, summer, wow, here we go. It's the summer, I told you I didn't feel good. Summer cash bash at Thorne's. Each week, one lucky refreshing rewards member will win $10,000. That happens all summer long. The grand prize, 2022 Chevy Tahoe. Simply open your Refreshing Rewards app, click on the Summer Cash Bash icon to enter, and that's not all. You can earn additional entries by purchasing select top brands like Mountain Dew 20-ounce bottles, Bud Light 12-packs, hot dogs, large Doritos, many, many more using your Refreshing Rewards card. That's Thornton's Summer Cash Bash. If you're not a Refreshing Rewards member, become one today. Text REWARDS to 80313. Yeah, that is Summer Cash Bash, easy for me to say. Thorne's text line's open, 502-414-1450 to get your text into the show. Uh, Bats took the series over the weekend from St. Paul, four games to two. They played as the Mashers on Saturday night. I'm sorry I was out of town. I love those nights. Tomorrow, a road series starting in Scranton against Scranton Wilkes-Barre for the Bats. Let's go straight to the M&M Cartage Hotline. I don't know what to talk about today, but let's see if David knows what to talk about. Hello, David. Well, thanks for taking my call, John. I, sure. thought, I know I need to call in, but uh, talk about baseball. I know last night I found on it was ESPN two. It was uh, A Rod and uh, yeah. Michael K doing the game. That was that was entertaining. Well, they're trying to, to do what Peyton Manning and Eli Manning did during Monday Night yeah, Football. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and I'm drawn to it for some reason. It's because it's different. It's a it's a novelty. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, uh-huh. and during, yeah. during football season, I would always watch Peyton and Eli because they had great guests on, for one thing. 
Yeah, I was doing that. Breaking down the game, but there's also Mm -hmm. comedy involved. It's not your standard play-by-play guy, analyst, field reporter. Okay, I'm going to call the play. The analyst is going to analyze the play, and the field reporter is going to give you some insight and some human interest stories along the way. That's not if you don't like that, or if you want to try something different. The Michael K. A. Rod. Uh, I don't know what they call it. The yeah, you know, Michael K. Rod. Stumble on it, know. you know. Yeah, yeah. It, I've watched it. I watched part of it, it on once, till the it's, end. It's very interesting. It's very interesting. Now, yeah, you're either an A. Rod fan if you're a baseball fan, or you are not an A. Rod fan. There is really no. That's like saying you're either a Yankee fan or you're not a Yankee fan. There's right. there's no in between. Um, so if you like A. Rod, it, it's perfect. And Michael K. has always been one of the best. Announcers. Yeah, he does the Yankee games during the week. I watch I, whenever the Yankees are on and Michael K is on. I'm usually watching the game because I like Michael K a lot. So if you like those two, I guys, like Michael K. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, I like him. Yeah, you know, like I said, it's just entertaining because what is? I'm not a Yankees fan, but at least you know, hearing that last night, at least you know, hearing what they were doing. Like I said, just some of the guests on going kind of some Yankee stories from yeah. those like Billy Crystal to. Uh, a couple of the former Yankee players to, I think it was like Roger Clemens. He he, he got Roger Clemens on. Yeah, and, a, and, and, a and it was a Yankees-Red Sox game, so they had a Yankees very Red Sox game. Guess. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. With just some different, you know, things added to it where, you know, maybe it wasn't, you know, every little, you know, detail of, of, of all the game plays or nothing like that. But like I said, they, they made some references, some things going on, but, I was happy to see the Red Sox, you know, like I said, get something, you know, just to see. And I know the Yankees do have a good team this year, but, you know, for some reason. And I, I am concerned now, about when the David, October who, comes. Who, who are the, the Yankees going to be? Who were the guests last night besides Roger Clemens? Uh, let's see. I think it was. Was Wade, was um, Wade Boggs on at all? I don't know. Okay. I didn't hear that part. Because Clemens I got it pitched around for the, the Red Sox inning. and the Yankees. And Boggs played for the Red Sox and the Yankees, so I thought I think that would have been very okay. very interesting. Um, well, it could have been early. Here's the know, problem I have. The the here's the problem I have. Peyton and yeah. Eli had no problem asking a guest any question that may seem maybe inappropriate or something you wouldn't ask a guy if he's your buddy. Um, yeah. A Rod and Michael K are not going to ask Roger Clemens anything controversial. I want no, somebody no, on there didn't. that's going to say, "Hey, Roger, what about those steroid? What about your trainer? What about those steroid?" Right, rumors? right. They didn't did do you, that. How A-Rod, did you become A-Rod great A-Rod. later in your career than you were with the? Even though you were great with the Red Sox, how did you become even? And I greater? thought something was going to come up about steroids and, yeah. and whatever, but it didn't. Well, A Rod's not allowed to about bring the up steroids. A Rod can't bring up steroids. Come on, he can't. No, he can't because he probably did them. He absolutely <laughs> he probably did, did as many it's, as anybody. It's been proven. But you know what? If yeah, you, I know. If, I will say this: if you want a different voice on those Sunday night baseball games, it's a great, yeah. it's a great watch and a great listen. Yeah, I don't know how many Sunday nights they'll do it, but I'll I'll tune it in again. You know, just yeah. to see where it's they've going. Done, they've done quite a few so far. Yeah, they've done quite. Oh, a few. Oh, have they? Yeah. Oh, okay. thank you, David. I okay, appreciate good. it as always, my friend. Yeah. Appreciate yeah, you joining sure. the show. And by the way, Boston scored the last nine runs of that game last night and uh, beat the Yankees 11-6 to 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 split the four-game series. The Yankees won the first two in pretty dominant fashion. Then the Red Sox, a come-from-behind win on Saturday night, scored three in the bottom of the 10th to win 6-5 and a, a come-from-behind win yesterday. 
it's not going to matter. The Red Sox are in second place in the AL East. They're 14 and a half back. We'll talk some more baseball as we go along here. Kevin Durant in the NBA, where does he want to go? Uh, it looks like he wants to go to Phoenix. The big question is, why does he want to leave Brooklyn? He's still got Kyrie. Kyrie re-upped for one more year. He's, you know, got four years left on his contract. He handpicked the coach, Steve Nash. All of a sudden, one year after the Steve Nash regime begins, he wants out. Kyrie and, and Kevin Durant are supposed to be tight. They're supposed to be tight. So why do you want to go? I think I might know. This is going to be speculation Monday, by the way, because I think I know why he wants to leave. And it's a it's a long step explanation here. It's a bunch of steps here. Well, not a bunch. It's a few steps, and it makes sense to answer why he would want to leave. Because right now, I don't understand it. You got Kyrie Irving in the mix. Joe Harris is coming back from an injury. He's your shooter. Seth Curry's a shooter. And you got Ben Simmons, who obviously you don't know what you're going to get, but if he's good Ben Simmons, he's going to distribute the basketball to you and he's going to rebound for you. You got a lot of talent. And you got a, you're under contract here. And this is not a no-trade contract. They could trade him to the Orlando Magic if they want to. Now, there's no chance Brooklyn's going to get back value from Orlando or Oklahoma City or you know somebody like that if they trade him they want value and if you're if you're gonna if Phoenix is gonna get him which is the lo- the latest rumor the Nets aren't gonna trade him unless they're getting Devin Booker back and Phoenix is not trading Devin Booker so where would he want to go why does he want to go that's the question and we'll get to that Damian Lillard re-ups in Portland. We'll have our Major League Baseball check of the standings that we do every Monday. Um, Novak Djokovic won his 21st major with the Wimbledon crown over Kyrgios. It was entertaining because Kyrgios just wants to yell at, yell at the official, yell at the umpire on every point, yell at his, his uh, family box. He looks up and yells at, in the box every point, win or lose. He's entertaining. He's obviously a very talented tennis player, but, you know, he can't get over the hump. I mean, it's always been Nadal, Djokovic, Federer in the last 15, 20 years. That's what we've seen. It's It's been an amazing run for those three guys. But Djokovic, give him credit, he's probably not going to play in the U.S. Open next month, at the end of next month, because he's not vaccinated. Rules say, got to be vaccinated. The rules didn't say that at Wimbledon, but they say that in the United States, and especially in New York, where the U.S. Open is. And he said after the match yesterday, he has no plans on getting vaccinated. I don't think he cares. He's got 20. Look, he's got all the money in the world. He's got 21 majors. He's one behind Nadal. He's fine. Nadal gets hurt. Rafael Nadal, I felt bad for him. He got hurt, had an abdominal strain, like a seven-inch not seven inch, seven centimeter. Yeah, uh, we're going to take out his colon. He was hurting so bad. I don't know how he won the match that he won. I'd feel bad if I was the guy that lost. Oh, he was that hurt and he still beat me? Uh, maybe I should quit. Maybe I should just quit playing. But Wimbledon, didn't see a lot of it. It was uh, wake up, try to get ready to go play golf this weekend. And and uh, 
turn on some tennis and hope it started to rain at my place so I didn't have to play golf. But that didn't happen. Congratulations to uh, Novak Djokovic. James Kahn passed away at 82. I'm going to talk a little bit about that later. My intention today, even though I got a phone call, was to start with the Baker Mayfield story. Baker Mayfield traded to the Carolina Panthers by Cleveland for a fifth-round pick. Keep this in mind. Week one NFL game, Cleveland at Carolina. Hello. If NBC or or, or ESPN are smart, they try to get this game. I, I know they don't. I know ESPN, the schedule's already set. But if I was Sunday night football, I'd say, uh, yeah, we'll trade whatever game we got for Cleveland and Carolina. Baker Mayfield, now at home in Carolina, going against his old team. The question is, how long is he the quarterback, right? Because Carolina is not going to be any good. They still got Christian McCaffrey, running back extraordinaire, injury-riddled running back. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. He's an all-pro caliber weapon, but we all know running backs are not as important as they used to be. What, name one Carolina Panther wide receiver. I'll give you 30 seconds. Yeah, I don't have to give you 30 seconds. You can't name one. There's uh, one that's mad that Baker's going to be the quarterback. That's the one guy you can name, and I can't even remember his name right now. That's the kind of research I do for this program. Their defense is uh, average, average NFL defense. So Baker Mayfield, it's a one. he's got one year left. And at the end of this year, Carolina's going to have to decide, do we want to pay him $40 million a year? Or do we say, thanks for uh, being a bridge for one year? The reason it's important for Carolina to get Baker Mayfield here for this one year is Matt Rule's on his last year of his contract as the head coach. He's in the last year, and he has not been impressive in Charlotte. He has not been impressive at all. So if this doesn't work out, if Baker Mayfield doesn't shock the world and send the Carolina Panthers to the playoffs, then... Matt Rule's probably not going to be around next year either. The trade was a little bit surprising because I thought maybe Sam Darnold goes back in the trade to Cleveland and becomes a backup to Deshaun Watson or the starter while Deshaun Watson pays it off his suspension, right? Watson's going to be suspended, if not for the full year, for a majority portion of the season. So I don't know what Cleveland does for a quarterback right now. They trade Baker Mayfield for a fifth-round pick, and you look around the room and go, uh-oh. I don't know. I don't care who it is. You, gotta put, you can't put 10 guys out there and no quarterback. By rule, you have to put somebody out there. So Cleveland's in trouble here. Carolina's still going to stink. I understand the trade from Cleveland's perspective. They wanted no more to do with Baker Mayfield. They called him immature uh, after the trade. All right, look, you got Deshaun Watson. You traded for a guy that's been accused of at least 24 uh, sexual misconduct charges. He's got four civil suits pending after settling 20 of them. You might not want to start pointing fingers at the quarterback you just released when the quarterback you just signed for a multi-year, multi-million dollar contract and smartly, his agent got him only $1 million the first year because you know he's not going to get paid that during the suspension. 
you might want to think about calling people out if you're Cleveland. The Panthers now have Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, who started last year, and Matt Corral, who they drafted out of Ole Miss. How many of those three guys start at least one game for the Carolina Panthers? The plan, obviously, is for Baker Mayfield to be the starter. You don't trade for him unless he's going to be the starter. Now, you only gave up a fifth-round pick. That's very, very cheap. But you're still having to pay his salary, and you still only have one year with him. So he's either got to impress you beyond belief, he's got to play at an MVP standard, or you're not going to re-sign him, at least not for $40 million a year. I do look forward to week one Cleveland at Carolina. It's going to be fun because you know Baker Mayfield. He is boisterous and loud, if nothing else, and he's very talented. Is he healthy? Is the left non-throwing shoulder going to be back to normal? Because guess what the Browns are going to do? They're going to try to hit him where it hurts. They're going to say, remember Baker? He's got a bad left calf. Remember Baker? He's got a bad left shoulder. Miles Garrett and the rest of that Cleveland defense are going to be coming after Baker Mayfield in week one. I think the trade makes sense for Carolina only in the in the uh, aspect of they want to see what he's got and they only have to do have him for a year and it's not that expensive for him. And and I guess the other part of it is why not? Why not? If the if the coach Matt Rule who's supposed to be a quarterback whisperer and he was at Baylor at least if he wants him go get him. Go get him. But he's going to start the first game. And barring injury, I'd see him starting all year. He'll be the only guy starting. Now, they could get to the point where they're 3-8, three and 3-9, and nine and say, look, let's see what Matt Corral can do. He's our future. We drafted him in the, in the first round, second round maybe. He's our future. Let's see what he can do. Sam Darnold, he's, he's the uh, – Last man standing here. He's sort of going to be holding a clipboard most weeks, most uh, Sunday. I will take a break. Kevin Durant, news on the way. James Conn, favorite James Conn movie. I'm getting back to Movie Thursday this week. Movie Thursday is going to be best role by an athlete or coach in a movie. It's going to be fun. But after the break, talk a little NBA, Damian Lillard, Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, a whole bunch of stuff. Listening to Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on Big X. Welcome back, Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage, John Spears in studio. It was a shady Rays weekend for me. Oh, man. We did get rain Saturday at the golf course. Uh, for about six holes, tea time was at uh, just just after eight thirty. Uh, so we uh, we had to sit through a little bit of rain or play through a little bit of rain. I'm not a mutter. I'm not. Of course, I don't play well in perfect conditions. So, but uh, most of the weekend, Friday, Saturday, most of Saturday, and and all of yesterday, had to have the shady rays on. 
Tired of buying expensive sunglasses? You lose them, break them, or worse, never even wear them. You don't want to get them dirty? Well, let me tell you about Shady Rays, an independent American-owned company started in Kentucky, changing the way you wear sunglasses. Shady Rays sunglasses offer an industry-best combination of fit, style, and performance. Without the big brand price tag, it does not stop at the quality. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they will send you a brand new pair. I had a buddy this weekend, and this happens when there's rum and bourbon and beer involved, had his sunglasses run over by a golf cart. It just happens. Now, they weren't Shady Rays. Guess what he's got to do? Got to go buy a new pair of sunglasses. If he had bought them with Shady Rays, he gets a brand new pair free of charge. That's the lost and broken replacement guarantee by Shady Rays. Also, they provide 10 meals to fight hunger in America with every order. Donated over 20 million meals to date. Look good in your shades. Feel good by making an impact exclusively for our listeners. Shady Rays offering 25% off. So you should try them out and see what they're all about. Use code BIGX at checkout. 25% off all adult shades. That's ShadyRays.com. My Shady Rays came out unscathed. All right? Some people can handle their alcohol. Some people cannot handle their alcohol. You know who you are. You know who you are. All right. Uh, news in the last 20 minutes. The uh, ACC Big East, I'm sorry, the ACC Big Ten Women's Basketball Challenge is out. We found out earlier um, Louisville and uh, Indiana's male opponents. Well, Indiana's going to have the same opponent in the women's game. North Carolina will come to Assembly Hall to take on Indiana on December 1st. Louisville will host Ohio State uh, on November 30th at the Yum Center. So Louisville, Indiana both get home games in the women's ACC Big Ten Challenge. More on that later. Also more on the Open Championship later this week. Um, British Open, as I used to call it. I guess we're not supposed to call it that anymore. It'll always be the British Open to me, but it's the Open Championship. And, and you have to say it quietly with a bit of an accent. Welcome to the Open Championship. Tiger Woods 60-1. to 1. I'll talk more about this later in the week. We'll get some odds on, out on Wednesday to you. But Tiger is 60-1. to 1. Is it worth $10 just in case? He's not going to win, but we've said that before. We said that before he won the Masters again. We said it before he won the Players' Championship, which happened before before the Masters. We've said it before. He's not going to win again. Can't do it. Now it's the leg. Now the leg's really messy. He's a lot of pain in that leg. People overcome pain, and great champions overcome pain. Tiger Woods is a great champion. Now, will he, will he play well in the Open Championship? I would guess no. Will he qualify for the weekend? Will he make the cut? I would guess yes. He skipped the U.S. Open for a reason. He knew he wasn't ready to play physically. Now he thinks he is. He played not this past weekend, but the weekend before. And I know it was just a, a little pro-am throwaway fun event with golf carts, by the way. But St. Andrews is not... Even though it's rolling hills, it's not a lot of up and down walking here for these guys. There's a lot of flat terrain at St. Andrews. So um, would I count him out? Yes. 
May I possibly be wrong counting him out? Yeah, I might just be. Um, all right, Kevin Durant wants out of Brooklyn. All right, follow me here on the logic. Because the question is why? Why do you want out of Brooklyn? You got Kyrie. You got Seth Curry. Not Steph. Seth Curry. You got Joe Harris coming back. You got Ben Simmons. Uh, you handpicked the coach. You're basically going to be the man. Ben Simmons, if he's the good Ben Simmons, is going to get you the ball a lot in great scoring opportunities. Kyrie is uh, going to be flaky like always, but he's going to be an all-star caliber player when he's on the floor. And where are you going to go that you have a better chance to win? That's the question. He wants to go to Phoenix. All right, well, look, if Phoenix is going to give him Devin Booker, I would say, okay, I don't blame you. New Brooklyn, I don't blame you for trading him to Phoenix. But I don't think the Suns want to part with Devin Booker. He's a future all-star and a possible future MVP. That's how good his game is, and he's proven it already. Do they get Mikhail Bridges and Cameron Johnson and maybe a couple other pieces here? DeAndre Ayton, who wants out of Phoenix, is probably going to end up with, drumroll here, your Indiana Pacers. That's the latest scuttlebutt with DeAndre Ayton, a multiplayer deal where the Pacers send a whole bunch back to Phoenix for DeAndre Ayton. So if you're Brooklyn, you're not getting Ayton, and you're not getting Booker. I don't care how many draft picks Phoenix wants to – they can throw you the next 20 years of number ones through the year 2042. I don't think that's legal to do that. But if they did, it's still maybe not enough – to get Brooklyn, who has Durant, remember, still under four years left on his contract, I don't think it's enough for them to say, okay, we'll we'll get rid of Kevin Durant. Let's break up this team that we put together, that Kevin Durant himself put together, bring in Kyrie Irving, bring in James Harden, that didn't work out, bring in our own coach, whoever we want, a guy that's never coached before, and now all of a sudden you want to leave? Here's why I think he wants to leave. He knows something. The latest scuttlebutt is that Kyrie Irving, even though he re-upped for one year $36.5 million, he's going to take a trade here. He's going to accept a trade to the Lakers in which the Lakers pay a little bit and Brooklyn pays a little bit and he doesn't make nearly $36.5 million. Brooklyn will pay a few million. The Lakers will get him on a $6 million uh, veteran minimum salary for one year, and we'll see how it works in. Here's what I think is going to happen. This is Speculation Monday. Part of the deal that is going to send Kyrie Irving to the Los Angeles Lakers is going to send Russell Westbrook of the Lakers back to the Nets. And Kevin Durant... Did it once, he doesn't want to do it again, and that's play with Russell Westbrook. It didn't work in Oklahoma City, and remember, James Harden was there as well. Think about that team. And they were good, and they they were playoff caliber, and they made a little run but couldn't get to the finals. But think about that team 10 years ago, 8 years ago, however, whatever it was. Russell Westbrook, young Russell Westbrook, young Kevin Durant, young James Harden. Well, that's a lot of talent. 
That's a lot of talent. Harden is not James Harden anymore. Russell Westbrook is barely uh, recognizable as Russell Westbrook anymore. And Kevin Durant is probably better than he was then. So the only reason I can think of that Kevin Durant would be be demanding, not requesting, but demanding a trade is that he knows Russell Westbrook's coming to Brooklyn in that Kyrie deal. That's all I can come up with. And I know that's crazy sounding and it's speculative at best, but that's what Monday's all about here. Speculation Monday. I think that's what's going to happen. I think the Lakers are going to figure out a way to A, get Kyrie Irving in the fold, and B, get Russell Westbrook out off the team. They don't want to deal with that anymore. Because Russ still thinks he's really good. He still thinks he's six years ago, triple-double MVP Russell Westbrook. And everybody that watches basketball, myself included, will tell you he's not. He's not. He's not close. He can't shoot. He doesn't want to play defense. He is explosive with the basketball. He can drive and score at the rim. He doesn't want to distribute. He doesn't want to play defense, and he couldn't hit water if he fell out of a boat. He cannot shoot. He should be in the International Union of Bricklayers, of Masons, because that's how he shoots. And if he gets to Brooklyn... I'm interested to see the series of events here because I think Brooklyn, if KD is adamant about this, they want to trade KD out of there before they trade Kyrie because if they trade Kyrie and Russell Westbrook comes back, KD is going to say, I'm not even coming to practice. I'm not coming to workouts. I'm not showing up on campus. I'm out. So trade KD first. The question is where? And really – The Nets have the leverage here because of the four-year contract. They have the leverage. They can say, no, KD, you're under contract. Get in here and play. We're going to play with you, and we're going to play with Russell, and we're going to play with Joe Smith, or excuse me, Joe Harris, and you're going to have Ben Simmons getting you the ball and rebounding, so deal with it. But but KD's not going to play with Russell Westbrook. That's clear. The other NBA news over the weekend, uh, Damian Lillard stays in Portland. I always like these stories. Now, I don't know if he had options to go somewhere else, but there are two ways to look at this. Damian Lillard is loyal to Portland. That's way number one. Damian Lillard is loyal. They're not good. They lost C.J. McCollum. He got traded in the, in the middle of the season last year. They're not going to get Kevin Durant, although maybe they will. I don't think Portland's got enough assets to um, acquiesce the demands of Brooklyn. But right now, in Portland, he's there with nobody. Shaden Sharp, by the way, who Portland drafted with the seventh pick, the guy that sat on the bench and never played for Kentucky. Sorry to throw salt in that wound, BBN. He got hurt in the summer league. A labral tear. That's your labrum. That's not good. Those don't heal quickly. Ask anybody who's had a, a labrum tear. That is a long process. It's like, an, it's like a torn Achilles process. Portland's got no talent, not very much talent. I don't want to say no talent, other than Damian Lillard. But he re-signed. Okay, here's the other way to look at this. He re-signed for two years, 
$122 million. $61 million a year will make you think twice about your desire to leave town and win a championship somewhere, right? I can make $61 million. I can average 25 a game. We can finish out of the playoff run, 15 games under 500. And you know what? I'm still cashing those checks. And when you look at your wife, hey, honey, honey what do you want to do? Honey, uh, Portland just offered me uh, $61 million a year for the next two years. But I, but I want to win. You know what she says? Yeah, you don't want to win that bad. And I don't want you to win that bad. Uh, if you don't sign the contract, I will go down there and forge your name myself. So I admire the loyalty to the franchise. I do. And I do think he's a great player who, who wants to win and probably deserves to win elsewhere. Portland's not going to do it for him. But I, so I think that's great loyalty. We don't know what goes on behind the scenes. We don't know what the conversation at home is like. But I can tell you what it would be like at my house. I'm here at WXVW. Hey, uh, hey honey, this other station just offered to quadruple my salary. She, there would be, Jim, I'm going to tell you this. I know. There would be a life-size hole in this door <laughs> that is shaped, sadly, like me, uh-huh. running out of here. And if mom ain't happy, as we all know, ain't nobody happy. So, but Damian Lillard, I do want to, I want to do, I'll I go benefit of the doubt here. I'm giving him credit. He re-signed. Congratulations. All right. We'll talk a little baseball on the other side. And James Kahn, and I want to touch on conference realignment, which I think I'll get more into tomorrow. All that and more on the other side. You're listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big Welcome back to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in studio, final segment on this Monday. I just figured out why I'm having trouble with speaking today. And it's not the alcohol over the weekend. I don't have brain, whatever that's called, slosh brain. My lips are sunburned. You ever had that, Jim? You ever had that? I, I have had that before, yes. And it hurts. It hurt. it's, it's a little painful, but it's also, they sort of feel numb at the same time. Yeah. So when I try to say summer cash bash, that's that's tough. That's tough right now. And it's not my advancing age. And it's not the uh the rum on my brain from the weekend. I I got you know, my wife always tells me to use a sunscreen, and I do, but I forget the little lip lip sunscreen that, that they have. And uh that's a mistake. E me. But I'll bounce back. It'll sound better tomorrow. I promise. Uh, by the way, the Thornton's text line open 502-414-1450. Summer cash bash at Thornton's is underway. Each week, one lucky refreshing rewards member will win 10 grand. Grand prize of a 2022 Chevy Tahoe. Open your refreshing rewards app. Click on the summer cash bash icon. You're entered. That's it. It's that simple. 
Uh, you can also earn additional entries by purchasing select top brands like Bud Light 12-packs, hot dogs, Mountain Dew 20-ounce bottles, large Doritos, many more. Just use your Refreshing Rewards card. It's uh, Thornton Summer Cash Bash. If you're not a Refreshing Rewards member, become one today. Text REWARDS to 80313. That's 80313. Text the word REWARDS. And let me help the uh, slower people out there. It's R-E-W-A-R-D-S. I got friends listening, and they probably punched in four different words, and it didn't work. So that's what you got to do. All right, it's Speculation Monday. I mentioned that. And I've speculated on Carolina football, the Panthers, and Baker Mayfield. I've speculated on why Kevin Durant will want to leave the Nets. Now it's time to speculate on conference realignment, all right? UCLA, USC going to the Big Ten. We talked about that last week. Notre Dame may or may not be the next domino to fall. I thought they would be, but Notre Dame is pompous. They just are. They got their own TV contract. It lasts through the 2025 season. So they still got four more years. If I'm if my math is right, 2022, three, four, and five, they still got four more football seasons. On NBC. Probably can't get out of that contract. I think they're going to eventually end up in the Big Ten. They don't want to be left out. In fact, that's the that's the premise today. Nobody wants to be left out. And if you're Josh Hurd, the Louisville Athletic Director, and if you're whoever the new president is and the interim president right now, you better be proactive here. You better get proactive. Because even though the Southeastern Conference said last week, late last week, that there are teams that they're not negotiating with, the speculation here and the reality is probably they are. This is all about football. We know that. It's the breadwinner. It's the moneymaker. I know Kentucky's a basketball school. I know Kansas is a basketball school in the Big 12. Louisville is a basketball school. And sometimes they have good football se- Well, not Kansas. But sometimes they have really good football seasons. It's not consistent. Kentucky's gotten better and better and better over the last five years. That doesn't mean they're going to stay there. Somebody's going to swoop in if they continue to play this well and offer Mark Stoops a deal he can't turn down, even though he's getting great money at Kentucky. And then what happens? Guys start decommitting. Oh, the coach is gone. And all of a sudden, you're rebuilding again. Certain teams don't rebuild. They reload. Alabama reloads. Georgia reloads. Clemson reloads. Ohio State, they reload. Michigan should be one of those teams that reloads. But if you're Louisville and you're Josh Hurd, you better be ready to pounce here. Right? Because... The scuttlebutt that I heard today was that Florida State, Clemson, Miami to the SEC. It's not a done deal, but it's in the process. The process is underway. You've got three teams there that have won football national championships. Let's let's keep in mind the ACC is a basketball conference. It is Duke, Carolina, Louisville. NC State has a national championship. Syracuse has a national basketball championship. It's a 
basketball conference. It just is. With a few really top-level football programs. But if those top-level football programs want to make more money, and isn't that what this is all about, making more money? They're in contact with the Southeastern Conference. SEC's bringing in Texas and Oklahoma in a couple years. I know they would love to have Notre Dame, but Notre Dame just feels like a Big Ten school. Here's what Notre Dame's issue is. What if everybody stops playing us? What if these teams in the big conferences say, look, either join one of us or we're not going to play you. You can keep playing Navy and Boston College and uh, Army and Air Force, Syracuse. Play all those teams you want. You can play BYU every year. We don't care. But you're not going to play Michigan anymore. You're not going to play Southern Cal anymore. We're not going to let our you're not going to play Clemson anymore. We're not going to let our teams play you. That is a distinct possibility. And in that case, guess what? You're not going to have enough quality wins to, to get into the playoff. Or maybe they just say, we're not going to let you in the playoff. That's it. It's going to be two conferences, the Big Ten and the SEC, and if you're not in them, that's too bad. You're second-level football. Because this is going to become professional football. It's going to be two leagues. It's just going to be just like the AFC and the NFC. That's what it's going to – I mean, we're a few years away from that. Not as many as we used to be. We're just a few years away from that. And if Florida State and Clemson and Miami join the Southeastern Conference, if I'm Louisville, I want to grab a hold of that belt as they're leaving. I want to be that fourth school from the ACC that has already gotten into the conversation, already gotten ahead of the other teams, ahead of the curve, you don't want to be left out if you're Louisville. Because if you're left out and you're stuck in the ACC, yes, it's a great basketball conference. The money is in football, and you will not be in a good football conference, especially if Clemson, Florida State, and Miami leave. Nobody, no TV contract is going to want the ACC with the money that they could get elsewhere. They don't. The ACC football will be on Bally Sports, right? It'll continue or go back to being on whatever that silly network they were on last year, RSN, whatever it is, Regional Sports Network. That's what's going to happen if Florida State, Clemson, and it, just those two really, but if Miami joins them, that's what's going to happen to the ACC in football. You're going to be like the Big East. You're going to be a basketball conference. So Louisville, I hope, and I would think Josh Hurd is smart enough to know this, you better be talking to some people. If I'm Josh Hurd, I'm talking to Mitch Barnhart. I know what Kentucky-Louisville rivalry is all about, and, well, we hate each other and all of that. How would you like Louisville to be in the SEC? You had to play a home-and-home home with Kentucky every year in basketball, maybe? Instead of just one game, you get two? You're going to play them in football every year? I can promise you this. If these moves happen and Louisville's still in the ACC, they're not playing Kentucky in football anymore. Kentucky's schedule is going to be such that they're not going to waste a football game on Louisville. They're not, and that's what they'd be doing. 
They're not going to play Louisville. They're going to play Toledo, Miami of Ohio, and 10 SEC games. I mean, if you're playing Clemson or Miami or Florida State, you add them to your schedule, you're taking Louisville off. That's the way it's going to be. So if you're Louisville, you better be talking to the SEC people that you know. And keep in mind, there are also teams that are going to get kicked out of conferences. As sad as that may seem and as wrong as that may seem, I said this two or three weeks ago, Vanderbilt, they're not a football team. They're not a football school. They're going to be out. They'll be out. Rutgers may be out. Even though that New York market is nice to have, New York doesn't give a hoot about college football or college basketball for that matter. Northwestern, good luck. Go play with Cal and Stanford. Uh, and take Vanderbilt with you, and, and y'all can play chess every for uh, you know on the uh, ESPN, the Ocho, ESPN eight. Play a little chess, a little dodgeball. Oregon is another team that, and and I still think Oregon and Washington maybe end up in the Big Ten. They go with the USC and UCLA, but I'm worried about Louisville. I'm really worried about Louisville. Indiana's solidly in the Big Ten. I got they're not going anywhere. State school, you know, football's going to be good enough, right? It's a lot better than Vanderbilt football, right? And it's better in theory than Northwestern football. At least it should be. Oregon, Notre Dame, they're the next dominoes. I think those two in whatever order you want to put them in. Uh, and I think if you're Oregon, if you're the Big Ten and Oregon says, hey, let's uh, bring Washington, you say, okay. Notre Dame, I don't know what they want. I, I know they're, Notre Dame's got, they wear shorts at practice that say, we're not conceited, we're just better than everybody else. All right? So Notre Dame thinks they can go on as an independent, hey, good luck. Won't last, won't last as long as you think. Louisville needs to find a spot in the Southeastern Conference. Louisville fans, some of them don't want to hear that uh, because, oh, ACC is good enough, better than the SEC. No, it's not. Not in football. And that's where the money is. Everything in collegiate sports revolves around the football program, financially speaking. Everything. Your baseball would be better in the SEC. And your football would be better in the SEC. And your basketball, guess what? You'd have more wins in the SEC than you have in the ACC, in my opinion. <sighs> All right, James Kahn, Rollerball. Brian's Song, of course. And The Program. Those are three sports movies. From James Conn. Godfather, Sonny Corleone, was great. Fantastic. 82 years old, he passed away. We also lost Polly Walnuts this weekend from uh, The Sopranos, too. So I don't know what mobster's next, but uh, these things always happen in threes. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Hey.